there's food trucks in other counties that refuse to come to Millville uh, because they don't want to get fingerprinted. They're very upstanding people, and they just don't see why they, it's necessary to be fingerprinted and background checked to fill out an application to operate a food truck in the town. And so that's Millville specifically. That's not the Millville specifically, yes. And and yeah. so I can I can in Millville, I can serve food, sell food, prepare food, have certifications for the things related to those services. But as soon as I do it in a vehicle with wheels, you want my fingerprints? Yep. I wonder if they're not dancing on a line where they're just looking for a lawsuit. I, <laughs> I'm shocked no one has has done anything yet. Welcome to the Bridgeton Beacon and this conversation with Paul Simmons of Glastown Brewery. And sometimes I call it Glastown Brewery, but I think my bumper sticker says Glastown Brewery. So can you clarify? It is brewing, right? Yeah, I think we have it as Glastown Brewing, but whatever. Whatever works. Glastown Brewing Company, Glastown Brewery, whatever. What's on what's on the paperwork? On the what? On the paperwork. Oh, uh I think it's Glastown Brewing LLC. Okay. Doing business as Glastown Brewing Company. Gotcha. Gotcha. And you just celebrated an anniversary. What what number was that? Uh, well, we're coming up on number 10 in a couple months. Oh, okay. That's right. And it would appear that you're you're ready for the call. Either that or you've got a Monday afternoon problem. Yeah. <laughs> nah, well, it's an everyday problem. <laughs> I, I should say this. Everybody who drinks Glastown loves the artwork. And I see new artwork there. So it looks like you've got some new stuff to share. I'll give you the well, floor and go to town. There's a little bit. Of, I mean, some of it's the same. Some of it's, you know, uh, we got our. I brought out the Clash of the Pumpkins because we just released our uh, pumpkin beer for the year, um, just this past weekend. So that'll be uh, pouring pretty steady for the next uh, month and a half uh, until we're out of it. Usually, usually it makes it to Halloween, but not all the time. So yeah, you got to get in and get it early. Um, we just brewed our. Uh, blackberry scratch was a uh, blackberry wheat beer made with local blackberries from local organic blackberries from Vineland, uh, pureberry, pureberry farms in Vineland. Um, and then I don't know if you can see it over here. I think I'm cut off, but, um, I've got the, our, you know, our typical six or nine IPA. And then we did a mango wheat beer. This summer, which was fantastic, and we're almost out of that. So, just uh, just a couple things to throw out there that uh, you know, some things that are new, some things are just seasonal that uh, we got going on right now. So, cool. And now you guys are also big on like weekend food trucks, and you have a, or rather, organizations or people tend to use your property for events throughout the year, sometimes fundraisers, sometimes birthday parties, things like that. Is there anything on the calendar coming up? uh, That's Uh, Yeah. uh, The biggest thing we have going on is on September 16th, we have our second annual uh, Glastown Oktoberfest. Uh, This year we're going to have a polka band live here. Uh, Polka Pete's going to be here. Might even be his last show or their last show <laughs> in uh, in New Jersey. I believe one of the gentlemen's retiring and moving to uh, or move whatever he's retiring and moving away. Uh, but I hear there might be plans to add somebody back into the mix. So the band might not go away. But as of right now, this could be uh, their last hurrah. So we're hoping for a really good show. Um, they're a great time. Um, we're going to have some. A uh, couple games. We're gonna have some keg throwing or rolling something. I think you gotta roll them because it's safer than throwing them. Uh, <laughs> Stein holding <laughs> lot. Yeah, Stein holding competition. Uh, we got some vendors coming out. We've got uh, Beach Funds is gonna be out here. They make some fantastic uh, cakes and pastries. Uh, I believe 
We have two food trucks coming out right now. We have Bolt Catering and um, I believe Hook or, Hook or Land are coming out. Uh, so we've got that going on. We'll have a tent out back. So it's a rain or shine event. It's happening no matter what. Um, anything outside of a hurricane, uh, we're, we're doing it. So, which is that's time of year. So hopefully we'll be all right. Funny you should mention it. I, I literally just finished putting up hurricane shutters. Oh, that's we, right. Yeah. I don't we know. Got, <laughs> we got one coming. I think it's going to be legit. I know. Where, where, so, where are you at exactly? I'm in Fort Myers, and they're telling the exact okay. same story that they told last year with Ian. They're like, it's going to hit Tampa. It's going to hit Tampa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last yeah, time yeah, they yeah. told me it was going to hit Tampa, it, it jumped it went right through there. Fort Myers. Um, so, yeah, I'm getting ahead of it, but it's a, yeah, fingers crossed. It's just your. As of right now, I was just. Four. I may have went to school for meteorology. I didn't graduate, so don't, don't take. I mean, if you think their their stuff's bad, you think their forecasting is bad. You know, I, I'm I'm really gonna be bad. But uh, uh, I don't know. It looked like it was gonna go a little bit further north last time I looked at it, which was about an hour ago. But the reality is, is they don't know where it's going until about 12 hours before it's gonna hit. So the, the they everybody just has to you know start preparing for the worst and you know and and kind of get your stuff together and do what you did button up and and hope that they're wrong and or really wrong and it keeps even going even further north but yeah it's um you guys you guys might get some drinking weather next week it looks like the rain might be headed your way after it goes through us yeah. and gets up on the Carolinas. end of the week as long as long as it clears out for the weekend uh i'm i'm happy it'll be all right and and so what's the date of your Oktoberfest again that is uh september 16th it is basically noon until we close, but the band will be on between two and six. Uh, but there'll be we have T-shirts and mugs, which I didn't, I don't have right here uh, for sale. Um, logoed for the for the uh, for the party for the festival, and uh, um, yeah, I think they're going to be starting a pre-sale. So we have to check out our website for that or Facebook, probably probably on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, for the pre-sale on some of that stuff. So everything sold out really quick last year. So recommend uh, anybody getting, if you're going to do it and want to pre-order, do it soon. Um, it actually would help us because we'll, we'll reorder more this year where we didn't get a chance to do that last year. Um, so yeah, your you know, merch just trying not that, yeah, not trying to have extra stuff laying around that's, uh, that's dated, you know, for 2023 and October best. So, so you know what's kind of different that happens at your bar that I discuss and people are always surprised when I mention it. Like I go to this brewery in Millville, New Jersey, where they always mix beers together and they make combinations and mix and match. And sometimes it's two, sometimes it's three, sometimes they're hitting four beers on the rail and making a combo. Can you speak to that a little bit? Is that a unique glass town thing? Is that a just a small brewery culture thing? But I, I, it's one of the big draws because I know half the people sitting at the bar generally have a mix going. So it's certainly not just for show. Uh, speak to that, because I think it's awesome. Well, I would say, so the girls that work the bar, Mariah, um, over the years, Mariah and, and Hannah, uh, who uh, just left a little bit ago, um, they were kind of the ones that really started the whole mixing thing. And uh, I have to be honest, wasn't a fan of it at first. So it was kind of gimmicky, but hey, you know, if the customer, what, you know, what customer's always right. So give them what they want. Um, I'll say it gets a little confusing because I don't always serve beer. So when I come back behind the bar and I have to get somebody a, a beer and they throw out some weird name, uh, like, uh, you know, uh, what am I saying, 856 Fish or something. I mean, I guess I can, some of them I can kind of figure out. Some of them I can't. So it's a little goofy. But, uh, I mean, I'm drinking, a, uh, we're calling it the Czech Republic right now. So we got the Mango Republic in our Czech pills. So it's half and half. uh check pills in the mango and don't ask me why I think it's better than one or the other. I don't know. I just, for some reason I feel like it, it makes the, the mango drink lighter. I don't know, but I like it. So I drink it. 
I drink combos there all the time. And so, and some of them are have gotten wild in the last year because you guys started making like hard sodas. Oh yeah. And, oh yeah. So now you've got like an orange hard soda or a grape hard soda or a, a vanilla hard soda or what you've got pumpkin spice. Yeah, you the know, cream you can really get creative. Yeah. The cream soda and the pumpkin beer is so ridiculous. It's just like just just needs a splash on that pumpkin beer and it's just amazing. But yeah, I mean and the same thing we were messing around uh so we did a um, hard Arnold Palmer style iced tea. So a half iced tea, half lemonade. And we realized, uh, putting a touch of the blackberry into that, into that iced tea lemonade mix was, is phenomenal too. So it's goofy. I, I don't know. These guys sit around here and just mix stuff all day. I don't know. I don't know how much we waste doing it, but, but it's funny because I'll come in and they'll throw, say, Oh, you want to try this? And Sometimes I'm just like, ah, ah that, that, that's too weird. And then occasionally I'll throw something at me. I'm like, oh, yeah, that actually works, you know. But, uh, you know, I don't always like them all, but they've they've thrown quite a few good ones out there. I mean, a lot of people mix the big breakfast with the uh, with a little bit of pumpkin too. Um, that's been a pretty good one, but that's obviously a seasonal thing when we when we have it. So Now, the, the big breakfast, is a, that's a, a stout, correct? Uh, it's a porter. A yeah. porter. Sorry, I, damn. I know it was a porter. It's, so, it's dark. Whatever. It's the sea. It's but what it, And but describe. The, uh, give the description for that beer because that, as I recall, has like you know several bullet points in terms of yeah uh, flavor notes. The big breakfast is a coffee maple porter. So, um, lot of coffee, lot of maple syrup up front flavor. Um, so it's literally like drinking breakfast. And what's the typical, so I can see that making sense. Like that, that is a good mix, but that generally gets mixed with something else, right? There's a real popular mix with that, the, um, your Porter. Oh, I can't remember what it is, but it's, it's also very breakfasty. I feel like the second one, oh, we came up with something one day that involved the orange soda. So it was like coffee and orange juice. Oh, I forget what it was. But yeah, that was, I don't know. <laughs> that was that was one of the mixes we we got into at your at your bar one day. No, you weren't there, by the way. No, this mostly happens behind your back. Yeah, it does a lot of it. We're, we're just completely <laughs> we're just bastardizing your product as as much I, and as often. And as I think, possible. and luckily, thankfully, they only bug me with some of the ones that taste better. I imagine you only want to show the boss the stuff that you think is a home run. And then um, <laughs> in merch, you said, so are you guys running low on hats and T-shirts? And FYI, you guys are always running low on hats and T-shirts, which is a yeah. compliment because when they come in, Every, they go out. Yeah. I say we don't usually place huge orders for things, but um, but it seems like every time we do order things, it doesn't stick around very long. Should we mention your is there is there anything online with your your pizza results or those pizza videos that we should point people to? Is there any any weirdness you've gotten into um, that bears mentioning because it's fun or funny or locally related? I haven't had I haven't had a chance to really. Uh, um, some of the audio is pretty bad on them, so I never really had a chance to um, try and clean them up and edit it and get them posted individually, but. Uh, um, so the only thing I will say about that is our South Jersey pizza madness, uh, that basically included the, uh, greater Millville area, a little bit of Bridgeton, uh, a little bit of Island, mainly a lot of the pizzas in, uh, in Millville. Uh, but I thought it was a great success and I've definitely had people bumped into people at a AC beer fest and a couple other locations that were like, Hey, you know, the pizza thing was really cool. Like, you know, you know, you gotta let us know when you're doing it again or, uh, you know, oh, do that, do something with cheesesteaks next or, you know, you know, oh, people want us cool. to do something with all the, uh, like best tacos in the area. Um, so yeah, you know, we've, there's some things that we're kind of thinking about. We're kind of waiting until the summer, summer died down a little bit where I might have a little more free time to, uh, gallivant around and uh, hit some some different locations, but 
um, yeah, you know, it's fun. You know, beer and food definitely mix um, very well. So uh, it's something that we're kicking around. We're trying to figure out a good format for how to go about doing it. And uh, and and I don't know. We might you might see some taco videos or uh, some burritos or something or <laughs> some cheese steaks being eaten. Um, I still can't eat meat for another couple, uh, like about a month and a half. So once once we get to November, I'll be back on the uh, on the red meat train. Um, so, well, good for you. Stay away from ticks. Yeah, working on it. All right. So then, uh, you know what? Consider this: if you're going to be the taco guy, or you're going to be the cheesesteak guy. And you don't want to have to worry about addressing your sound issues. Let's make this a collaboration between the Bridgeton Beacon and we'll just dual produce it. And I'll give you versions with all cleaned up sound if I get to have versions with all cleaned up sound. I mean, that could work for me. The other thing is you can look up this tool called Auphonic, A-U-P-H, Auphonic. And very cheap for you to process a couple hours of audio and remove background noise or remove background noise but keep music and speech or remove everything but speech it's like $19 and I think you can get five or six audios processed through it so you can upload the actual video you took into Auphonic it will uh, I'll let you pick a few settings and then spit the audio out you download the audio and make that up with the video in your editor uh, so gotcha. it, it, th- yeah. that that'll fix a lot of what you have from your pizza contest. Okay, I'll have to I'll have to circle back and uh and I'll get that written down. <laughs> it's gonna be in the podcast. Okay, <laughs> I'll leave that in. Makes me sound like I know what I'm talking about when it comes to it. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's an easy tool. It's AI. It it's it's. Oh, it's neat. You've seen some of the AI stuff we mess with. Yeah. Right. Um, what else you got? We're only, we're only 16 minutes in. I thought you and I were going to go for an hour easy. <laughs> What's in a few of the big selling combos? <laughs> well, that's a good question. Um, oh, because I'm, I don't even know. So there's one guy, you know, crazy Mark. He's been drinking the... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Now, we have no proof that Mark is, in fact, crazy. But I'll leave it to you to decide. Here's Mark from Chances General Store in Newport, hey, New Jersey. Hey, Mark here with Chances General Store. What's in right now? It's crabbing season. Everybody loves to go crabbing. We have here at Chances General Store, we have hand lines. Hand lines are available. Just, just uh, throw lines. Crab traps. We have crab traps. We have... Crab nets, all ready to go. We got what you need for crabbing. Stop in and say us here in Newport, Chances General Store. I know. Maybe Paul's the crab. Now back to the show. Uh, what the heck? He's drinking the Czech Pilsner with a splash of the cream soda in it, which I think is so bizarre. But it's called what Mark's drinking. So which I do think that has changed over time. Uh, but I think uh, Donna drinks 8-5-fish, uh, which is 8. I believe that's eight five six part 8-5-6 and part Fisherman's. Um, I think, uh, um, I mean. And 856 is 856 is a double IPA, right? What's the fish? Yeah, 856 is the double IPA. Fisherman's is like a pub ale, so it's kind of like a biscuity, malty uh, beer, kind of on the lighter side. Um, It's kind of, I would liken it, it's like an ale version of like uh, Sam Adams Boston Lager. It's kind of on that that level of flavor and uh, and lightness. Um, 732. I believe it was a mix of 609 and 856. I think that's like, you know, 856, 609, meat in the middle, and it's 732. I, I can confirm that, yeah. Yeah, you do? Okay, okay. Um, I, I, honestly, after that, I think people mix something with nightcap, with the nightcap, which is the Belgian blonde. Um, I don't know what they mix with it, though. <laughs> uh, 
I don't know. There's way more than what, like I said, I think people, uh, this time of year, people will mix the porter and the pumpkin together. Um, I don't know what the name of that. Uh, actually, you know what? Oh. Uh, so there was one when we had our bourbon brown, and it was a mix of bourbon brown, big breakfast, and the pumpkin, and it was your pumpkins are big and brown, I think. <laughs> I believe that was the mix. I don't know. That's a Mariah question. I, we should have brought her in for that one. I but, know. Uh, I yeah. I regret not mentioning that it would have been great to have one of the you know one of your one of your soldiers in there with you because those guys really do have their thumb on the pulse more than anything. Yeah, well, I I, mean, I understand that. We'll have to do it again. <laughs> oh, we totally should. We totally should. That I mean. Would, I, with the cream soda, I mean, with the uh, hard sodas, the cream soda, the orange and the the uh, orange and the cream, the cream sickle blend is phenomenal. I mean, people, oh, yeah. people crush that. I've had that. That's delicious. That's yeah. fantastic. I'm pretty much convinced you could add that cream soda anything and make it taste better. That cream soda is an excellent standalone like hard yeah. soda for people who have ever had a hard soda. That, for my money, tastes as much like the non-alcoholic original version that it's yes. modeled after as anything. So, yeah, your cream totally. soda is ridiculous. And your orange soda is also kind of ridiculously accurate in that respect as well. Yeah. Now you, you mentioned a show in Atlantic City. What else goes on in New Jersey in terms of beer, beer associations, or, or brewing associations, and even if that's from a perspective of you guys lobbying and trying to, you know, plant your flag and get more power in terms of the industry. Like yeah, one there are, um, there are two, there are two Jersey brew, uh, brewing associations. There's a brewer's guild and the, uh, New Jersey brewers association, I believe. Um, but yeah, actually there's was some really big, uh, legislation that was actually passed back right before July or I think it was like June 30th, uh, the state Senate and the state assembly passed a bill to do away with all the goofy regulations in the state. Um, the no food, no coordinating with food trucks, no having servers serve tables, table side, uh, can't, you know, you can't serve. I can't, even though it's my property, I can't serve, uh, beer outside, whether it's a waiter or whether I have um, like a draft box outside uh, and somebody stand outside pouring, not allowed to do that. The whole no sporting events, uh, well, which they changed not too long ago to no championship sporting events. Uh, you can't sell, show that on TV. Now you can, I guess, but you're, you can do some of this stuff, but you have to have uh, permits and you only get 12 or 15 permits a year for special events. Um, and you got to apply for it and yada, 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 yada. Um, so there's this legislation that was passed to do away with all of it. Um, so that was roughly June 30th. Here we are coming up on August 30th in a couple days. And it's been sitting on the governor's desk and he hasn't signed it yet. And to my knowledge, it doesn't sound like he's going to sign it. Um, you know, he ran around, uh, all year for the past year and a half when he was campaigning for a reelection and, uh, talking to all these brewery owners, say, telling everybody how he was going to help everybody out. He was going to help everybody out and get, uh, um, get, you know, it, you know, help with the legislation. If anything got approved, he swore he was going to sign it right away and, and uh, so, I mean, he got a lot of support going into the election, and he won the election, and now he's not uh, holding up his end of the bargain. So, which is a shame. Yeah, that stinks. It's um, I, He's doing the same thing with judges. He was like 70 judges short six months ago, and it's just because he, he just wasn't signing off, just wasn't hiring anyone. Like it was, everybody's just waiting for him to hire judges. So it sounds like – and now this is on the heels of – uh, when I was in Jersey, maybe it was March or April or May, I felt like there was new legislation that restricted specifically food truck relationships. What, so wasn't that a relatively new? Yeah, so 
it, it went in place right before COVID, um, and then they relaxed some of it during COVID and coming out of COVID. Um, then they started kind of enforcing it again, and then they weren't enforcing it. So it went back and forth quite a few times to the point where, we're like, I honestly forgot where we were at on the whole thing. And uh, we were fi- apparently we were filing permits for a while for the, uh, for some events. And another brewery is like, what are you doing that for? Like, you know, they they relaxed it for for a period of time. And I'm like, news to me. I don't know. I went back and forth sometimes, but it wasn't like the ABC was telling me, no, don't don't worry about filing it. They they took our application, and I mean, there's no fee involved. There's just a review process. So, um, you know, but we were also limiting ourselves to what we could do because of of what the regulations say. So now, technically. The ABC, because the les- legislation has passed and is awaiting uh, signature, the ABC did put out a written statement saying that they are not enforcing anything in the special ruling un- through the end of the year, assuming that, that it will get signed. So at least right now, it's kind of free game to do what you want. Um, but don't get used to it because by the end of the year, if the governor doesn't sign it, the, everything goes right back into place. And then you're going to be butthurt when, when, uh, you get, cr- when they start cracking down on the, uh, on all the things that you just got used to doing without a permit. So, um, I mean, something tells me that they have to, you know, you can't just let everybody go do what they want to do and then yank it back in four months. So. It doesn't make sense. So hopefully, hopefully, the governor gets around to signing it at some point before the end of the year. Otherwise, it's going to be really stupid um, to try and go backwards with the regulations. Even though the ABC, I can see them saying, "Well, we told you it was temporary," but you know, <laughs> you just gave everybody the 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 license license to drive. How are you going to take it away from them? So yeah, that's fair. Uh, what else is is that the uh, that sounds like the elephant in the room in terms of like hospitality associated with breweries and this probably affects like wineries too or is it specific language? To uh, wineries have been allowed to do a lot of that stuff no matter what because they're considered to be um, an agricultural benefit to the state. Uh, so they've been given some leniency over the years uh, to be able to do a lot of those things. You know, serve food. Uh, even though most of them don't serve dinner, they serve smaller, you know, kind of, uh, tapas kind of small plate kind of, kind of, uh, things. I don't, I don't, I'm not saying that any wineries don't serve like a, like a full meal, but to my knowledge, the ones I've been to primarily cheese boards, charcuterie, um, other kinds of very light fare, um, which let's be honest, I, I'm not trying to get involved. I don't want to run a restaurant. Um, yeah, all stuff. Every, everything you've mentioned avoids installing a uh, exhaust hood and a and yeah. a like. So I mean, I would do the same thing. I mean, most breweries, most breweries when they when they set up in the their current locations, uh, probably assumed they would never have the opportunity to have food. So now let's just say. There were a handful of people. There's 140 odd breweries in the state. Let's say maybe 10 people um, thought, "Hey, let's get a space where we could still build out a restaurant, or a kitchen in the in the building." Um, so that's why we bought this. We got this space. Um, I'd say it's got to be less than 10 percent of the people of, or probably less than five percent had that mo- that idea in mind. Everybody else said, "Well, we can't do it. So why would we? Why would we bother?" getting a space and paying extra rent for a space that we can't use until we can, until we can utilize it. So um, I would say the vast majority of us, uh, and, and it's not on the table. They're not letting us have food. In fact, uh, they're just basically saying that they're going to let, allow us to coordinate with food trucks and call them and say, Hey, you know, we've got this event, this event come out this week. Uh, you know, Oh, I, I want to have a taco truck this day. I'd like to have a pizza truck that day. Um, and let us schedule with them directly. Um, also, where um, what was I going to say about that? So I don't know. 
it's kind of well, it's kind of weird because so, you think it wouldn't be that big a deal to just call somebody up, but technically we're oh, we, oh yeah, you can't advertise it right now. So unless you schedule an event and have that and use that and have that food truck there for an event, you know where you're getting that permit and everything, then you can advertise. But any if a food truck just wants to show up, theoretically, I can't tell anybody that they're out there on my social media. Um, now this new legislation would allow me to advertise it. It would allow us to actually put their menus on the bar. Now, that's not saying that, that other breweries don't do that. We're not supposed to. Um, so we try and play by the rules as much as possible. Um, but, it, you know, it, it's one of those things. You know, it's, it's just a nuisance to have to have it in the back of your mind that, hey, oh, you know, I'm doing the wrong thing. You know, I don't want to be doing the wrong thing. I want to do the right thing. And why, why, why not – why is promoting another local business a wrong thing? Like it just seems stupid, but that's we're in Jersey and that just seems to be the illogical thought process. The is apparently rational thought or, or the restaurant lobby is that many more magnitudes powerful than more powerful than you guys are. And they've been in the ears of, you know, their their pet legislators since you guys started popping up all over the state saying, hey, do not let these 150 breweries turn into 150 restaurants overnight because I'm I didn't set up, you know, 10 locations and uh you know grease, grease the wheels in four counties for you guys to stand in my way now and start uh cannibalizing I, my audience. I've noticed that it seems to be local brick and mortar have uh, restaurants have more issues with food trucks in general than where the food truck is going. Um, it just seems like at least in Millville, uh, there's been a real full court press to s stop people from operating food trucks in this town um, to the point where it's, very intrusive into people's privacy and the people working for them. Um, they need to be uh, fingerprinted. They what? need to, yeah, you need to be fingerprinted. They need to have background checks. Last time I checked, you can open up a brick and mortar store anywhere in this town and you don't have to be background checked or fingerprinted. So seems a bit, uh, I don't know. There's a word for it. I'm not going to use it. Capricious. Uh, yeah. I was going to take, take it a step further, but, um, Stupid, but it's uh, it just it's very frustrating to see that that I'm I frankly don't even understand how it's legal that they can get away with that, but it's happening and it's preventing other there's food trucks in other counties that refuse to come to Millville uh, because they don't want to get fingerprinted. And it's interesting. I th they're very upstanding people. And they just don't see why they, it's necessary to be fingerprinted and background checked to fill out an application to operate a food truck in the town. And so that's Millville specifically. That's not the Millville county. specifically. That's yes. And and yeah. so I can I can in Millville I can serve food, sell food, prepare food, have certifications for the things related to those services. But as soon as I do it in a vehicle with wheels, you want my fingerprints? Yep. I I wonder if they're not dancing on a line where they're just looking for a lawsuit. I <laughs> I, I, well, I, I again, I'm not I'm, kidding. I'm shocked no one has has done anything yet. But mm -hmm. you're also dealing with a group of people who you know, the majority of them are very small business owners, probably a sole proprietor. Um, so if they want to operate in town, they're going to, they're going to dance the dance. Um, if they don't, if they, if they don't, or if they have the ability to move to another town, I mean, they're going to move to another town and operate in, in another town. I just, you know, that, but there's that's no incentive. Very un that's unusual. No incentive to doing this town. Yeah. That's creepy. Like that's really an unusual ask for a food truck. I know. There's probably dudes working as, you know, Brinks truck drivers in town with guns who don't have to give their fingerprints to the city to work in, <laughs> in the city. The individual like, towns? Yeah, probably not. Yeah. yeah, like, I mean, okay, so, 
yeah, this is preposterous. This is punitive, capricious, and arbitrary. I think I think somebody's got a case against the city of Millville or some board. I mean, I guess I guess it, it, maybe the issue is is you got to get denied uh, for an application for it to become an issue, um, or you had to somebody has to go in and 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 uh, refuse Either. it. And then get denied, and then and then go through the an appeal process or something, or, you know, or, or a lawsuit at that point. I don't know. It just seems bizarre to me. I don't know why anybody wouldn't fight it. Um, but sounds like a, fighting, sounds fighting like things a, takes time and money, and I guess yeah, that's exactly. The point. Yeah, it's just a hindrance, and and clearly, like a punitive roadblock is all it is. Um, yeah, it's not a well hidden. You know, it's clearly tied to the fact that, and I would think during COVID there was so much shakeup, those guys must have been nervous. And I'd have been nervous if I was a brick-and-mortar shop, but I don't know how stomping down opportunities to create commerce on the other side of town, like, it just doesn't help you no longer. Like, make Millville a destination. Make Millville a place where people are like, oh, I like going to Millville because of the food trucks at the at the, at the the brewery at the airport. And then... On their way out of town, they're going to see Jim's lunch. They're going to see Bruni's. They're going to see, you know, whatever that's like the local brick and mortar. But whatever the draw was to begin with shouldn't be tamped down. You know, that's I mean, not the, an advantage the, to anybody. The uh, I believe Vineland, Vineland does a really good uh, food truck festival on Landis Avenue every year. And it's very successful. And I know uh, the racetrack here has tried to do a food truck festival. and I. You know, Wheaton Arts probably has had one at some point. Um, but, it, you know, for places uh, not, you know, like the nonprofits and stuff in town and, and the food truck, you know, the, or the, uh, sorry, the, the racetrack, um, trying to add different events to bring people in to their venue, you know, it's a very cool option. But how many, how many food trucks, if you're going to operate in this town for one day a year, why would you go through all that effort, you know? Um, I get it too. If somebody was local, but for like a food truck festival, some people might come from two towns up. Somebody might come down from Philadelphia. You know, you might have you know some fancy fancy food trucks that want to come down. But with normally, it might fill out an application, pay a hundred bucks, and you know, which might actually make them good for the year. Now I gotta get everybody on the food truck. It's not just the owners; it's everyone on the food truck has to be fingerprinted and background checked. They Millville. need social security numbers and everything. That, that, Millville is, is getting creepy with the food trucks. That's, there's, there's no good reason for that. And you're right. They can't even have a street fair in Millville. I mean, yeah. like, that, that's, that's so weird. That's so weird. Um, yeah, we should start a cause around that. I, yeah. think. <laughs> I don't know. It's just when I got enough causes, but, and that's, not my battle to fight, but it's it's annoying, and, and I don't I, we don't really stand to gain from it. Um, we're not that busy that a food truck even wants to be out here every day. Now, if a food truck was able to be out here every day, would would that eventually increase business? Hopefully, but there's no guarantee. Um, but at the same time, you know, trying to get anybody to to in this town to so or, or I should say trying to get food trucks that want to operate in this town, you know, cause it's not like you need the same food truck every day, you know, a different food truck every day is great. Um, but you know, but trying to build something consistent and, but a lot of it circles back to the larger issue, which is state regulations, uh, and that special ruling and getting that pushed out of the way so that we can actually call people and say, Hey, we think that, you know, like we got Labor Day weekend coming up. It'd be great to have somebody, uh, two different food trucks out operating out here over the weekend. We're going to be busy, you know, holiday weekend. We're always busy. And, um, you know, it's, and we're technically not, we're not supposed to be calling anybody up. Well, I've, I feel like we should probably set something up like some sort of, uh, like tr the freedom trucker rally. And we'll just hit all the council people's, uh, blocks with a food truck freedom rally. To spread the word in Millville. I mean, Food truck really. <laughs> let's take it to the streets. Look at that poor. 
<laughs> you know, this is this is all the rage, by the way. This is how all the young kids are doing it now. What pouring a beer with a, a head on it? That's nice. Yeah, yeah, it's big time. Are you serious? Yeah, they pay extra for that. Oh, I believe that actually. It's probably huge on TikTok. Uh, probably started there, yeah. Oh, that's a that's actually a disgraceful pour. I wish one of your employees was here to comment <laughs> on that at length. Now, real quick, what's going on at the airport? I mentioned Bruni's and Jim's lunch, so I real quick have to give a burger shout out to Verna's uh, flight line, Mobile Airport, the TNT burger, arguably arguably South Jersey's greatest burger. It's and, good burger. Uh, yeah, they have a five ounce and an eight ounce version. You get the eight ounce version, which comes on a nice brioche roll. That's the way to go. That brioche holds together much better because this is a saucy disaster. You're going to love it. So yeah. there's, there's my, my shout yeah. out to Verna, who I haven't seen in a couple months, which is way too long for me to not see Verna. Um, but what else is going on at the airport for people who don't get out there? Don't know that there's a racetrack. Don't know that there's a brewery. Don't know that there's a real estate office or a burger. Yeah. Well, uh, um, to touch on Vernus for a second, she I think once or twice a month they're doing a uh, wing night on Wednesday nights. Um, so they 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 had I don't know if she does it she or if she had somebody special coming in. They have this really good. Uh, she uh, has somebody come in. Yeah, she got somebody coming in. and They have this special rub that they put on, and it's really good. And she and they've got a couple like house sauces that they've been doing. And uh... now Paul hits the nail right on the head here. And you can actually check out a previous episode of The Bridged and Beacon, where we sat with Verna and her hired gun, Eldon. Eldon is the one who has the dry rub, and they serve it dry rub, no sauce. You get your choice of sauces, and then your choice of dipping sauces, you know, blue cheese and then ranch for communists. So... Verna's got burgers every day of the week, and then these special wings with a hired gun, Eldon, are on occasion. You'll want to check Verna's Flightline Facebook page to see what availability is. It's usually a Wednesday, and Eldon's wings are worth it. That's Verna's Flightline. Now back to Paul at Glastown Brewery. We've got him a couple times out here, and uh, it's it's really good. Um, and uh, but I always forget to look and. I should just set up a notification on my on my phone or something to know when when she's doing it because it never fails. I'll go home, eat dinner, and then come out here, and then there's like four or five people who's sitting here eating wings. I'm like, damn it, Scott, there's wings. Because um, I want with beer, I like my wings. Um, Those are good. But, uh, outside of the wings, I uh, I don't know. I mean, you got Barry and, and Michelle over at Smith and Jackson. They're they're doing their thing with the gun shop. And uh, um, the museum uh, air show coming next year. Don't That's ask huge. me the date, but there's definitely an air show 2024. Uh, so check their website for that information. I believe they're trying to get <clears> – <throat> if they can get the blue – they're on a, a waiting list for the Blue Angels – uh, if they can get the Blue Angels, there will be another air show in 2025 with the Blue Angels. Um, so I know that's on the on the list of things uh, that are going on. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm trying to wrap, that's, uh, wrap that's my head. That's awesome. I love the air shows in Mobile. I, I haven't seen one in a few years, but Blue Angels would be huge. Last time I saw the air show, they had there were new F-18s there. There were the the Canadian who are those guys? The uh, almost snowbirds. I don't know the, the Maple Leafs, the Canadians, whatever the heck they call their <laughs> air force. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, that's cool. And then the racetrack, Verna's Burgers. Oh, we've done a pretty good job of covering it. We've stirred up a little a, a little bit of. Political activism. We're going to work on this food truck thing. I think that's, <laughs> I think that's something we can sink our teeth into. Um, yeah, who's the, uh, no, I'm not going to go there. I was going to get into local politics, which doesn't serve either one of us, but yeah. circle back. If, if you, uh, if you want to do some weird food stuff and you don't, you want to take the production out of your hands, if you'll do one half the leg work, we'll come up with some kind of collab and I'll make sure you get clean audio and everything like you that. Mean, you mean you need me to do the eating? Yeah. Is that eating my, and that's filming. my half. I got I, I could do the eating part. Eating and filming. Yeah. And I'll be back, uh, 
it's I'm outside of Cumberland County right now, but I will be back in a short term. We did just get our first grant for the uh, uh, nonprofit Bridged and Bacon. Uh, I oh, very we, cool. Yeah, very excited. And we're we're applying for larger ones. And I should have all the organizations and I should be doing official thank yous and stuff. But uh, I'll work that into in new episodes. But um, that means that episodes like this one that you do with me, there'll be a more immediate cadence of additional stuff that sort of draws the activity level up. So if nothing else, we're looking to see it sort of uh, triple or quadruple our overall amount of activity, have more conversations like this. Um, we're working with some more nonprofits who are going to use this for just making announcements and things like that, uh, generally in the greater Bridgeton area, but I should start getting some mobile folks on the phone. But you're always welcome, and I appreciate you spending some time. I haven't seen you in a couple months. I've been down in Yeah, I know. I missed you. But uh, I do have your grape soda in the fridge. In, in, in Lee County, Florida, I'll tell you what, if that hurricane makes a hard right turn, and comes rolling at me as a category four or five, I'll be down in your uh, Glastown Brewing Grape Sodas just, just, to, <laughs> just, just to fortify myself. But otherwise, I'll be back up. I'll be back in Cumberland County soon. I, uh, to Save me a T-shirt. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right, man. Any, anything else? Uh, it's, uh, any websites you want to send them to? Have you written a book? I have not written a book. I'm working on that, though. We gotta get um, you into ChatGPT. Oh my lord! The uh, other than I mean, this we've got our ten year anniversary coming up. Oh, yeah. uh, technically, so technically, we got our our brewing license uh, on Thanksgiving Eve of 2013. So this year, Thanksgiving Eve. Theoretically, is our 10-year anniversary. Uh, we brewed our. We started brewing the uh, Black Friday of uh, 2023. Um, so, but we always celebrate our anniversary after the holidays, kind of when things settle down. We we technically had our grand opening in January, so that's kind of why we always do late January, early February for our, uh, for our anniversary. So, um, so. I don't have a list of beers that we're going to do for our anniversary yet, but we're definitely going to have a lot of good stuff. Um, we'll, you know, we always have something new and exciting for uh, Black Friday. We do our big gift card sale on Black Friday. It's a great weekend. We always have a couple new beers. Uh, it's just such a great weekend. Everybody's home. Uh, a, lot of, you know, a lot of faces that you see during the summer. Families, kids go off to college. You usually see everybody here around uh, around Thanksgiving, um, which is great. And then we did a holiday bazaar last winter or last uh, last year. We had a lot of cr- uh, local craft uh, crafters and 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 entrepreneurs outside uh, behind the building. Uh, it was a really cool event. Uh, we're definitely going to try and do that again. Might try and add some music to it this year. Uh, might add another tent to try and make it a little bigger as well. So a couple different things that are the same, but we're trying to make it bigger and better. Um, and uh, yeah, so, Good. you know, it, but our 10 year is going to be in January. It's going to be you know, kind of a big mark. We are still working on our, on the possibility of buying a farm. Uh, so that's on the table still. Uh, Jen and I have had this goal of, of having a farm brewery ever since uh, we opened here. Uh, but obviously we didn't have a ton of money when we opened here. So, you know, every year we get along, we get a little bit closer, a little bit closer, and we are finally getting to the point where where it might be in our grasps in the next year or so. Um, we'd love to make it happen uh, this fall and hopefully announce something, you know, at our anniversary that it's moving forward, but uh, the current interest rate environment isn't the best, isn't doing us any favors. So uh, things, uh, things are kind of on hold, but we're, we're still trying to push forward. Um, and we're hoping to have some good news about that in the next uh, six to 12 months. So 
Oh, that's huge. We could have talked. We could have talked about that the whole time. It just comes up now. That's that's <laughs> that's, that's big stuff. Well, give my love to Jen. Uh, I will. Yeah, say hello to the regulars for me, and uh, we'll do. Next time we do this, coordinate with your uh, your front line people, and it's yeah, very, definitely. It, and really, anytime you want to send a video, I just want to Grayson's dad jokes. <laughs> yeah. I'll work that into something. <laughs> Not a problem. I'll, I'll try to remember. <laughs> All right. Yeah, give my love to the kids, too, then, I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right, man. Thank you very much. This will be uh, – I don't know what this will be, but I'm going to I'm gonna probably put an inordinate amount of time into dressing it up and trying okay. to get very flashy clips out of it because now that um, we're exploring some of the funding venues – I want to show what, because we just moved to video, so we really, part of it was up in production values. So you'll be an example of hopefully, uh, maybe not what our eventual best will be, but certainly the next step in our progression. So I'll dress this up as much as, as possible and make it nifty. Okay. Um, Sounds great. All right. Next time you need to wear a flannel, though. Oh, I meant, uh, damn it, I, ha- I planned an introduction that was all about your flannel. Way too hot. It's way too hot for a flannel. I'm not even kidding. I had a whole thing in my head this morning about I was going to introduce you as a local leader, but be kind of vague. And then you were going to think I was talking about brewing, and I was going to be talking about flannel. That was my... I totally forgot. I had Jen drop off a shirt because I'm an idiot. I left the house and I was wearing some goofy thing, and I'm like, crap. I'm not even wearing anything that says Glass Town. I'm like, what am I doing? I had a Glass Town shirt on this morning when I was working outside, but it's not it's not presentable anymore. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. It's a little warm down there. All right, Governor. So when I hit stop, your upload is still going to probably take a couple seconds. So don't, okay, don't so close out. Of, yeah, don't close right. out immediately, but it'll probably just take a couple couple seconds. In fact. I'm the Bridgeton Beacon is brought to you in part by the Greater Bridgeton Area Chamber of Commerce. And we'd love to thank the Cumberland County Cultural and Heritage Commission. That is the grant that we mentioned during the show. That was the very first grant for the Bridgeton Beacon as a nonprofit. So thank you to the Cumberland County Cultural and Heritage Commission, the Greater Bridgeton Area Chamber of Commerce, Chances General Store and Glass Town Brewing. Talk to you soon. Look, and if you want to put ranch on your wings, hey, it's a free country.